Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 323, brought to you by Hook'em.com. Our good friends at Bud Light said golden with the Duck Kirk Bowles. Duck, it's no longer football season, but we had to put a bow on it by bringing in the big dog, Thomas Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh off his first year on the beat, enjoyed it. You know what? If we had hired him before, maybe we would have been covering some more New Year's Six Bowls. I'm blaming blaming Daniel Davis for all the San Antonio trips, and I'm giving T. Jones all the credit for the Big Easy. Thomas, what's up, bro? All I know is I got on the basketball beat last February, and they went to the Elite Eight, all right? My first year on the volleyball beat, they win a championship, and now with football, I win the college football playoff. Y'all should have hired me 10 years ago, man. Nowhere to to go but down. Nowhere to go but down. (laughs) How'd the the volleyball team do? (laughs) They did okay, Kirk, and they're going to win another one next year, I think. <laughs> you take credit, man. You got an Addy. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking all the credit. Nothing to do with Madison Skinner or Asia O'Neill. Oh, or Jared Elliott. Okay. Yeah. Or Jared Elliott. We're, ball, we're both bald. That's about the only similarities between me and Jared. What's your anniversary? You came on in February. You obviously were on our staff forever, but you moved yeah. to the UCB February what? You know your anniversary? I couldn't tell you. First week, February 10th, somewhere around then. So not even a year into it, you're winning natties and volleyball. Not even a year yet. Uh, and I'm that close to the final four. I'm a Dylan DeSue injury away from the final four. Wow. Because they would have beaten Miami if Dylan had played. I think so. Absolutely. Think so. He's playing now. He's playing now. He's playing big right now. Big. We're going to hit on hoops a little bit later. Let's put a bow on football season, TJ. Um, Sarkeesian is a transfer, demon, transfer portal demon. He is getting it done in the portal. But he told us all during the season that he wants to build this thing through recruiting. And he's recruiting his butt off as well. How do you think he's walked that fine balance between recruiting and the transfer portal? And how will he have to navigate it to keep the Texas Longhorns in the CFP mix? I think, and I don't want to sound like a homer here, but – Right now, what Sark is doing with Texas is a model of how you should handle the portal. His recruiting base is so strong, all right? They're getting the four or five-star kids. Really, at every position, they're able to use recruiting to form that foundation. And then, so use the portal judiciously. You don't have to bring 20 kids in. You're not Dion. You're not rebuilding anything. You bring kids into certain positions that need help. You know what? Our receiving core is all going to the NFL. I tell you what, let's go get three kids from the portal at receiver. Our two defensive tackles to go to the NFL, let's go find a defensive tackle. 
We had some absences in the secondary. Let's go target specifically safety. They're able to target specific positions. And I think ideally that's how a college program handles the portal. Yeah, he, he knows recruiting is bread and butter, but he can sure cherry pick with the best of them. They, I, I did a, I mentioned him in my column just a week ago. I think it was a week ago. They ranked 24th in the transfer portal. Now they're eighth. Yeah. And, and who knows if it's over yet because some windows are open still for Washington players, Alabama players, stuff like that. And they're eight high impact players. Go ahead. They're, they're eighth in the in, in any on three rankings. You look at the portal, even though they're the only one in the top 10 that has single digit arrivals from the portal. Exactly. So like you're saying, that testifies to that, you know, target specific um, signings. Yeah, he's he's uh, recruiting, if you will. Absolutely. Transfer portal to his needs. And like you said, TJ, he got an edge rusher in Traymore from UTSA. He got three wide receivers. He got a tight end. He got uh, a linebacker. He's got, you know, two of those receivers are uh, kick returners. Yeah. You know, Matthew Golden, two kickoff returns for a touchdown. Silas uh, Bolden had a punt return for a touchdown. So I love how he's, like you said, he's directing his focus toward the needs. And, you know, I don't know, if if he if he didn't fill one need, guys, what would you say it is? I, I worry, still worry a little bit about the interior defensive uh, line. What do you think? That's got to be it. That's got to be it. I mean, you don't lose Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat and not feel it. And that's coming. They've still got time. And um, the guys that they have coming back, um, let's see, Vernon Broaden will be back. Alfred Collins will be back. Um, those are pretty good players, but they were they were on the back end of those rotations. Those two big dogs are going to be playing on Sunday afternoon, so they're gonna. I think they're gonna need another one or two impact guys to be part of that rotation. I don't think that you're gonna find an Outland Trophy winner in the in the portal. You're not, but you can find maybe a a, a couple of second team All Conference guys that can come in. And you can develop them. And let's not forget Bo Davis is gone. That's a big loss. Hey, and said, I think I think that's you're right on point there. You gotta remember Byron Murphy and Devondre Sweat were rotation guys before this past season. They weren't starters, they weren't stars, they were rotation guys. Bo Davis got the most out of those two, and he did turn them into NFL prospects. Now you don't have Bo Davis here anymore. So can Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton kind of do what Murphy and Sweat did last year by stepping into a bigger role. Can Sadir Mitchell, who I personally like, big 350-pound kid from New Jersey, you know, he's going to be in his, what, second year next year? Was he a true freshman this year? But he's going to be older. He's going to be expected to play snaps. Can they do that without Bo Davis around? That's that's a bigger question, I think. You just hit, you just hit on it, TJ. It's about development, which hadn't been happening at Texas till Sark and this staff came around. The Arizona defensive tackle, you know anything about him, TJ? I know I don't well, think he was all Pac-12 or anything like that. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I don't know is I don't know how to pronounce the kid's name yet. So <laughs> I'm not gonna try. Sevilla. You spell it. He's a Vegas kid. He's from Las Vegas. You know he's familiar with the. He's gonna be familiar with the Texas system because he's DC from Arizona is now at Texas. Um, he'll be a good rotation player. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not massive. He's probably about 305, but kind of Byron Murphy size. And he's more in that Murphy mode. He's got the quick feet. 
quick first step. He's kind of a disruptor. Uh, I think he'll be a good fit. You know, the other thing is that wide receiver, you know, we mentioned the three wide receivers they got uh, that that can fill a void. But do they have that big wide receiver like A.D. Mitchell? Is that still a void maybe? Well, I, I do think they have it. Now, he's a true freshman. His name's Ryan Wingo from St. Louis, Missouri. Big dude. Right. He's, he's, a five, right? he's a five-star kid for a reason. 6'2", 215. He is that big-bodied when I see film of him, it's kind of reminds me of like a Des Bryant type. Wow. You know, just strong. Goes up, contests for the ball. Good mm-hmm. speed. That's why I think Wingo, even though UT does have a lot of depth, that's why I think Wingo will step into the rotation immediately because other than him, they don't have that big physical receiver. You don't think the about 19, 19 of their recruits are already enrolled in here for the spring semester. That's that's a big boon to next year, too. Oh, Getting trained in the system a few months early. I mean, that's once we get to spring ball, I think the role of Wingo in the offense and with all the other receivers, that's one thing we should all be keeping our eye on to see what he's going to be doing with the starters. You know what, guys? uh, He's everything he's touching right now is turning to gold. I I am so impressed. And I'm not here to toot his horn, but I'm telling you guys, he seems to have a plan and he's following through with it. And, And you have a guy who's organized. We've seen some unorganized coaches come through here, Doug. Organized. He seems to have a plan. And the one thing that we haven't brought up, when it comes to that transfer portal, Steve Sarkeesian's a charismatic cat and Austin sells itself. But you have to bring a bag with you. The bag (laughs) speaks. And when you have the bag and you have the Texas reputation and what Sark is building here, when that phone rings, you got to pick up, pick up. It's Texas calling. And I don't care if you've decided to sign somewhere else. If if you see 512 on your cell, you better pick that up. Yeah, that, that's a 512 with like comma three zeros after it. You <laughs> know what there I mean? you go, fam. There you go. <laughs> that's, oh yeah, UT is never going to be hurt in that department when it comes to NIL. Yeah, the, only, the only negative, guys, is, is we just touched on it about Bo Davis you know, leaving for the LSU job because for whatever reason, Texas wouldn't get his kid in from uh, southwestern Louisiana. So, and, and that's a loss because, you know, we just talked about it. You make uh, all Big 12 linemen and Outland Trophy winner at a sweat in Murphy in one year, that's impressive. So I don't why, know if they're going to get her. Why is your kid at southwest Louisiana? I mean, I'm asking. I don't know. but Southeast, is. whichever. Southwestern Louisiana, but He's in, and the kid is is in at LSU. I don't know. I haven't seen anything yet, but he he made it clear to UT wanted to coach his kid. So I think he may just have one year left. So <laughs> I wonder, guys, if he goes after Rod Wright, who has a good job with the Houston Texans. Here, uh, yeah, that that's the thing. Why why hasn't Texas hired a D line coach yet? And a lot of people assume that Roderick Wright, who, you know, as you said, is with the Texans, that he's kind of the guy because they're waiting on him. But it's it's been been a week, you know, it's been yeah. it's been a few days yeah. since the Texans have been eliminated. And a lot of those things move pretty quickly. You mm-hmm. know, like it or not, Roderick Wright would have been contacted, I think, by Texas if he was a leading candidate, and there'd be some smoke on that hire. And you for think whatever so? reason, there's like zero smoke. So that's why I think 
Maybe they're not going with Rod Wright. You know, the yeah. former Longhorn, but. I think he'd walk here. Huh? I think Rod would walk here for that job. I, I agree. And Leaving uh, NFL staff, though. You know, those the don't one, grow the one that's up and coming, Duck. I'd listen, and exactly. the, these staffs are up and coming. Exactly. And the question, and I, I've got to reach out to Rod. I haven't, and I should have days ago because I, tw- I, I texted out, tweeted out that him and Frank Ocam are, are having some nice, or Texas exes that are having some nice runs as coaches, as D-line coaches, and they yeah. were great here as players and young men. Um, does he want to recruit? That's the big question. And That's can true. he recruit? That's yeah. the big question. And the last I saw Rod Wright was he was getting cut by by uh, Rex Ryan on hard knocks when he was with the Jets. <laughs> and so it was good to see him bounce back from that. And I really – I think he'd be great. Uh, I love his demeanor. He's he's one of the smarter players that we ever covered, Duck. Very cerebral guy. Emotional, he's emotional. Yeah, he's a tough, tough dude. Um and I and I really wonder, uh, yeah, why why we haven't heard anything on that? And like TJ said, maybe maybe it's not Rod, but yeah, sometimes these things move pretty quick. And once you once your your team is eliminated, uh, your schedule opens up. You have exit interviews, and then then if your phone rings, you can start negotiating. Yeah, well, like, yeah. like we said, he's with the Texans. They're an up and coming franchise. He may just want to stay in the NFL. And I still think, I mean, Oscar Giles, I know he's been at Texas in various capacities over the year. I mm-hmm. believe he's the associate head coach at Wyoming. He is. Um, working with their D-line. He would jump at the chance to come back. He would. He would jump would at the chance. Third time? Would this be his third tour? Recruiting yeah. has never been a problem with Big O. Recruiting so, has never been a problem. It'll be, but, it, but like you say, he, he would jump on this. And if it was going to be him. You think that would already be done too? So, we shall see. We shall see. But football's in a good place. I mean, I did my top twenty-five poll ran Sunday at Texas third. So wow, yeah. that's high, Duck. That's kind of high. I I, like I kind of think they're going eleven and one again. Oh right my now. God! I'm not. Hey, I'm, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm not about to. I'm not about to go against the silver fox when it comes to Texas football. Because he predicted eleven one last last uh, season, and it happened. And yep. I took a beating for for being a a non interested, negative nine three guy. Yeah, and I'm like, you hadn't won nine games in a regular season since 2018, yeah. and I'm hating. I just happened to be pick them to go nine and three in the same year that Kirk Bowles hit the lottery and got it right for once. And you know one thing too, they don't play Alabama next year, even though they played them very well. Could have gone two and zero against them, and they're probably going to play Michigan on the road without Harbaugh. Definitely without JJ Harbaugh, the quarterback, and Blake Corum. So they're I, both gone. That 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 without Blake Corum. That's what I just did. That visit from Georgia, though that that's going to be woo. that's going to be their toughest test of the year. That I think be the I one. think the win in Michigan. I really do. Oh wow! Yeah. They beat Georgia at home. That's a different story. Hey Carson, Carson Beck may be the Heisman front runner. You know, come uh, when Georgia comes to town in October. Or he might be second to Quinn Ewers. Who's Never know. Who's to Never say? Know. Who's Never to know. Say? Hey, uh, we need to hit on hoops. The Texas Longhorns pulled wow. 
No, Thomas Jones is is a is a pro wrestling fan, and <laughs> we're about to nail that tomb shut, and then all of a sudden, Rodney Terry pulled an Undertaker and rose up out of that coffin. <laughs> they that UCF nightmare is still fresh in their minds, but it's but they won a couple of games to even it up at three and three. Hey, they I are they are right there. Going into Saturday's winnable game at a decent BYU uh, team, very good BYU team that's always old. Nick can fill it up too. Hey, you're you referencing think? you're referencing the Undertaker. I think uh, one of us here may have uh, said the season was dead. Right. Now, wait a minute, you, you got to read the whole box. I think it was a silver fox. I think it was a silver. That, fox. One, that was the lead. You got to read all. I said the talent is there, the choice is there. They're going to play or not. So uh, it, it actually hurt. Uh, for those that don't know, Kirk wrote a, a pretty tough but fair column about the Texas men's basketball team after they blew that 15 point lead against UCF, lost at home. Reread it because some of the stuff Kirk points out has happened the last two games, and there's a reason. Texas is three and three in Big Twelve. Oh, he's smart like that. You know, the thing well, is, one thing, guys, they played with a sense of urgency against Baylor in Oklahoma. They beat two teams, both ranked in the top eleven here. Needed and, those and, quality wins. Needed them. And, yeah. yeah, and they moved up fifteen spots in the net rankings. They moved up from fifty nine to forty four. Yeah, forty four. Two wins, and they're thirty seventh in Ken Palm, and according to bracketology and ESPN, they're one of the first eight teams out, which well, means Joe, they're within striking distance. And, and Joe Lenardi, you know, the ESPN bracketologist, Joe has them kind of off the bubble and in the tournament already, right now at this point. They so they, got, they, they got, they I, think, I think nine and nine gets them in. I think look, oh, for sure. Five hundred best conference in, in the big in the in the country will play the if you're 500 in Big 12, you're in. Yeah. Off the bat. I think 8 and 10 might get you in. Woo! I mean, if you're 8 and 10 yeah, in the Big 12. I need to make some noise in the tournament, fam. I don't know. At 8 and 10, The way this, 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 this conference is playing out, I think 8 and 10 will get you in, you know, depending on how those wins are and what the losses look like. But Texas is on pace to get back to the tournament. Simple as that. Um, yeah, they, they are. The road win at OU, that was their best effort of the year. Complete game. Weaver's been a revelation. Um, they need He's the new Brock Cunningham. Yeah, and, and Brock played well last night. Brock too, played so. pretty well, but Weaver yeah. is out there on the front of the defense wreaking havoc, getting yes. loose balls. That, that dive, that diving save of a rebound against Baylor. Against Baylor. Them two points and, and kept them in striking distance and allowed them to win that game. Absolutely. He, I think the duck called him a junkyard dog, or you did, TJ. That was the perfect description oh, of oh, what Dylan DeSue did in post game. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. I yeah, love it. Sure. And, and guys, his offense is a bone. They had 11 points against Oklahoma. Yeah. Tuesday One night minute. and four rebounds. One minute. Besides all the hustle plays. So in those minutes. What you're seeing now is this team has finally formed that identity. Look, A. Smith and Dylan DeSue are that one-two punch, that inside out. You know, they're going to get you 30, 35, 40 a game combined right now. Dylan Mitchell's having a very good year. He's a rebounding machine, great defensive player, smart. He's consistent. Now you got Weaver doing his thing. 
I still, if Tyrese Hunter can be a little more consistent scoring the ball, and if IT Horton can become that reliable Thank 10, you. 11, 12 points a game, that's what you're really looking for right now. Then you would have all the pieces working together. That's you got to have that that third worries. option. Yeah, that's what worries me about him. That's what worries me about him. We know what we're going to get from DeSue. We know what we're going to get from Max. <laughs> and and got to have that third guy. I mean, last year <laughs> they had they had Timmy Allen to yeah. help pick up some slack. They need a third guy to be consistently 10 to 12 a game. That's how you win in the tournament. You're not because there's going to come a time where a team takes away Dylan DeSue. Then what are you going to get? I really yeah. thought Dylan Mitchell would score more this year. I did. Yeah, that is too. Because he's a live body, but he he's he's not as willing a shooter. If you watch him in warmups, he's knocking down threes, but then you get in the game and he's just not looking. He's a slasher. He's a cutter. You're right, Seth. I agree with you. I, I thought he'd be a little bit more uh, offensively, but you know he's a rim protector. He can he can rebound. He can uh, body up the guys down in the paint. I, I think you, all you guys are hitting on it perfectly. And I think like like TJ said. If if you get that third scoring option, either out of Tyrese Hunter or Horton, if you can get one of those going, or Mitchell as a third option, because like you said, said they're going to take away Max or, or Horton at some point. And so you better have somebody besides the other one, uh, especially on the road. And you got to play with that kind of defense. Uh, looking at Ken Palm, they rank 27th nationally in offense in 60th in defense. Which that's is surprising. Not, that's not what Rodney Terry preaches. He it's preaches not, but he also is coaching in the best conference. And teams he still is. up in this league, man. They are just he still is. up in this league. But, you know, it's not a super team this year, is it? Nope. It's, I think it's a damn good league and the best in the country. Every year. You can't point Kansas, to one. No. Yeah, they're – they're going to be in the tournament. They're Kansas. They're going to compete for the championship. Sure. There's nothing that says that the Longhorns can't beat Kansas because they can. No, yeah. I, I think everyone in this conference I – mean, right now you have Texas Tech and K-State, or I think they're tied atop the standings. Mm -hmm. Those guys are good. They're beatable. They're yeah. good. But anyone, aside from Okie State, I would say Okie State's the only team in this conference that's really not very good. Other than that, literally Everyone can beat anyone any night. And that that's not a cliche. That's just the truth. And I think Texas has six more games against ranked teams on the road. So they got a tough slight. I mean, you can move up and down quickly. They These rankings go, are going to be fluctuating so much. They can if go Texas, two and four in that gauntlet and whole serve at home. They're in good shape. Yeah, yeah that's you gotta, why. You got to steal another road game. But you got to make up for that UCF disaster. You still got to steal at least one more road game. Yeah, and you lost to Tech at home too. Mm -hmm. So you got to you got to you know maybe get get Tech back up in Lubbock. You know, mm -hmm. get a win at well Baylor be tough. Oh. Here's something tough. Get a win at TCU. You know, steal a road win at TCU. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting though. It, it, it's they're relevant now. They are so, relevant. Thank God. Let's, let's see see some consistency <laughs> out of them. But I will say the panic mode from a national perspective, let alone in Austin, which is always yeah. a panic mode about UT sports. People wanted to fire RT after two games into the conference tournament. How many they conference did. season? It was ridiculous. They did. They did. That's what you they know. You know, they pretend they care. They pretend they care, and then all of a sudden 
some rain falls and, um, you know, the bottom falls out and they want to run RT. Who are you going to bring in here? Just better than RT. Yeah. We're going to bring in. There's some good coaches out there. I think let's give RT a full season. Sure. See what RT can bring. And then we'll know. Mm-hmm. Then we'll know because this team's plenty good enough. Um, if if these guys take it up another level, plenty good enough to make some noise in March. I mean, Shaka had six seasons without an NCAA win. <laughs> a lot. And he made a RT, lot more. RT deserves a, probably a few. He years. made a lot more than RT's making. Shaka did. So <laughs> let's give RT a shot, man. Let's give him a shot. And he got Trey Johnson, another McDonald's All American, coming in. And hopefully he can hang on to this recruiting class. Yeah. We, we hope. Trey Johnson, the McDonald's All-American. Um, yeah. We we hope he comes in. He will have professional options. Sure. And in this day and age, you almost can't assume a five-star kid ever comes in until he's here. He may go to Europe. You never know. He could go to Europe. And he may Harry go to Europe. deserves some good luck. Ronnie he, deserves some good luck there. Australia man. and the G League right now are, are, are sending guys, you know, from high school to the pros. But man. we'll see. We'll see. I don't know how well they're doing. I hear Ron Holland kind of wishing he was in college. So I don't Ron know. Holland is playing his way out of the lottery right now. Mm-hmm. To be really caught up with him. Where is he again? He's in the G League, isn't he? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I can't remember. I can't Ignite, remember. He's with the Ignite. Um, yeah. You know, it, if it's me, man, I would have I would have taken that NIL money and had fun in college for at least one year. And who's mm-hmm. to say you wouldn't have stayed for another? I yeah. mean, it's a good place to be now because there's a check. There's a check that comes with the scholarship now. It may not be football money, but it's probably pretty good money, I would think. Or be Cam Rising, play for seven years. So. Wow, Cam uh, Thompson. Um, the Miami guy gets nine. They used to play quarterback here. I'm drawing a blank. Cam Rising. No, but the Thompson. That just Casey Thompson. Casey. Casey that just went back to OU got it. What is that? Is this his sixth or seventh year? Fourth, fourth school. Fourth school in how many years? Six years? No, it'd be four. It was Texas, Nebraska, Florida, Atlantic, and now Oklahoma. He'd be the first person ever to quarterback a Texas and an Oklahoma team. So Man. that would make for a good rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, I, need to, I, need to, I, I need to give Ron Holland some quick credit. He's, he's averaging almost 19 and seven a game. Okay, see, that ain't playing his way out of the lot. Yeah, I, that's okay. I didn't. He started off. He's only eleven games into the season. His yeah. first few games were not good, very turnover prone. But these last few games, he's kind of picking up, and you've seen what what he what he could do. Texas could use him. Texas could use him. Uh, yeah, anybody <laughs> anybody could use him. Well, TJ, it's been great, man. Um, I know, I know, I know. We all pull double duty on Longhorn Confidential. We do our thing there, but it's good to have you on 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 the on Second Thought podcast to to get break down what's going on on your two beats. You well, are when I'm on it, I call on, it on Second Choice. On Second Choice, on Second Thought, but <laughs> on first in our hearts, man. We appreciate it. That's going to do it for episode 323. We were so glad to be back, and we're going to hit it again. Uh, next year, next week, we may even talk a little bit of Super Bowl. Who knows? Hey, if they let us. Start Friday. If they let us. So thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. See you guys. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. 
Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.